Welcome to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough, and with me today is Dr. David Foreman. He's a retired pharmacist. He's also author and radio host of the syndicated show, The Herbal Pharmacist. And we're going to talk today a little bit about, actually a lot of things, but primarily right now, weaning women off of harmful drugs and all the different issues surrounding women and the medicines they take. And of course, one of the biggest questions I have, and I'm sure most of the doctors who are listening in this audience have, is we used to just reflexly go to estrogen until the Women's Health Initiative study, and then that all changed. Where are we now for women who are premenopausal, menopausal, postmenopausal, experiencing hot flashes? What are the options out there? What's safe? What can be helpful? And can we do anything? Well, actually, when it comes to the natural medicine arena, there's definitely things that you can do uh, to mitigate the symptoms. The regretful part of it, though, is that it's just not one size fits all. And that's the way medicine really should be, in my opinion, whether it's the modern medicine approach or the natural medicine approach. It really should be customized to people individually. And so in natural medicine, we have a few, you know, herbs that actually have some, you know, relatively decent science behind them. Uh, one sort of has an estrogenic type of effect, and, and that herb is called black cohosh. The herb that's more progesterone in effect would be the herb vitex um, in you know, those two work really well together. I've, I've actually used those even in young women. Uh, you know, it's not just for those, uh, you know, perimenopausal, menopausal women that are having, even postmenopausal women are still having, you know, night sweats and hot flashes. And, you know, I'm 50 right now, and a lot of my female friends are, you know, coming to me now because they're about the same age, and they're like, man, what, what can I possibly do? So those are the two, like, beginning ways. And then uh, I'm sort of an old school when it comes to even natural medicine, and, and the Chinese philosophy is to really work on supporting the liver. So the way I really help women to get through uh, the menopause uh, time of their life is to, to use herbs that support the liver as well, so things like milk thistle, um, and then eating salads that are high in uh, greens. Um, these greens are also really good at helping support the liver. So that kind of threw a curveball out there for a lot of people. It's not just about you know, mimicking hormones. It's also about just taking care of other parts of your body as well. Well, it's interesting when you bring this up and, you know, you talk about liver, you know, we, in family medicine, we have our family practice recertifications. We take them every 10 years. And as you're studying and going through things, every time you read about an herbal medication, you go, oh my gosh, especially when you're preparing for test questions, I had no idea that it had this side effect or that side effect. And, and one of the fears I think a lot of us have, and as a pharmacist, maybe you can address it, is a lot of these herbs we don't know a lot about as far as the studies that, that physicians traditionally read, and they go over there. A lot of them seem to be out there. They've been time-tested, but we don't have a lot of that literature. How do you deal with that? I deal with it in two ways. One is um, the majority of what comes out of my mouth, or and when I do writing, is usually big based on uh, some clinical data. And I, I do go back to my pharmacy background to be able to, you know, look at a clinical trial. And, I mean, I've had people come to me and say, you know, wow, you know, why don't you talk about this? I'm like, well, the research is, is sketchy to be the best, or it's only been tested in mice. I mean, how, you know, I'm not a mouse, so, you know, you can't really do comparative. But for me, I, I guess one of the best things to do is look for ingredients that, you know, you can Google search and find a PubMed something listed on PubMed. I mean, you don't have to read the study, but the fact that maybe there is a published study out there will hold a little more credence to it. Um, you know, and, and don't be victim to commercials. That's the other thing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to bash my industry uh, of natural medicine, but, you know, I mean, it's like any industry. There are bad guys out there and they're good guys. So, you know, I focus on 
you know, the credibility of, of what I do. And, you know, I don't want people to get hurt. I want people to have success and have things work. So when I'm discussing stuff with you or anybody, for that matter, and they're asking for my opinion or my advice, it's based on, on clinical information. Like two of the things that I hope we get to tonight, one thing that's helpful, with, uh, helpful for headaches and menstrual cramps called Perluxin and another ingredient that's for uh, helping prevent urinary tract infections called Cranmax. Those two supplements, herbs, actually have head-to-head studies done against medicines to show that, you know, their effectiveness and, and the comparative there, you know, thereof. So I really do try to do that, but it is tough as a consumer. I'll give you that one. Dr. David Foreman is our guest. You're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, your host. Dr. Foreman is a retired pharmacist. He's author. He's radio host of The Herbal Pharmacist. He's a graduate of the University of South Carolina College of Pharmacy and the author of Four Pillars of Health, Heart Disease, Frequent Speaker. You also can follow him on Twitter at Herbal RPH, or you can get him at Facebook.com, The Herbal Pharmacist. And you mentioned uh, Perluxin. I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Um, basically, it's your, as you call it, your go-to natural ibuprofen. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, for, for years I've been jokingly calling it my herbal ibuprofen, and then they've actually, there's been studies done now comparing it with its effectiveness to what would be equal to two 200-milligram uh, ibuprofen tablets. So that would be the over-the-counter ibuprofen that people are buying. Perlexin is equivalent, in my opinion, based on the research, you know, to uh, two or basically 400 milligrams of ibuprofen. The interesting thing about Perlexin, it, it comes from hops. So anybody that's heard of hops, they probably have heard of it in the flavoring agent that's used in beer. Well, it's actually the same hops, but you're not going to get that same effect out of drinking beer. This is a specific extract, and it's really easy to find, but it's it literally helps fight the inflammation and pain, that, and it works quick, whereas... Normally, when I recommend something in the natural medicine world, it might take weeks to months for it really to start to show its effect. And in studies with Perluxin, they've shown it actually will start to work in as little as 20 to 30 minutes, which is what we're accustomed in, you know, from taking those ibuprofen tablets. We take two of those for a headache, and we're hoping in 30 to 45 minutes it's kicking in and taking the pain away. It's amazing. I, I used it with a knee injury uh, a year ago, and I, I, I've been a, I've been preaching ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about you is you've taken the path from traditional pharmacy to herbal pharmacy. I, I'm assuming with the sense that, well, why should there be a separation? They can kind of work hand in hand. They don't have to be enemies. Am I right in assuming that? Uh, yeah, there, a matter of fact, you know, I, I had a radio show that I started temporarily here. In, I live in Florida. Uh, with a friend of mine as a DO, and we, we did an integrative medicine show to showing people how you can you can integrate both worlds. I mean, if I'm taking ibuprofen, I'm probably not going to go reach for my Perluxin. What I'd rather do is have people go for the Perluxin first, and then, you know, if uh, you're not getting the effects that you're, you know, you're seeking, you know, then you can go to the next step. But too often, I find, you know, from, from teenagers all the way up to grandma and grandpa, we're too reliant on on the medicines and and you know with ibuprofen you get the stomach you get the gastrointestinal issues not just stomach issues but it could be even worse than that and you know negative effects on kidney and liver whereas perluxin can have that pain relieving anti-inflammatory effect but without the side effects that go along with it so it you know it's kind of neat when you can go natural and, and get those similar effects the things that we're already accustomed to using. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Primary Care Today on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Brian McDonough, your host. I'm with Dr. David Foreman. And a couple of the things you talk about I find very interesting. You talk about what drugs do women overuse 
And what are the dangers in taking them long term? Um, I would have to think ibuprofen, Motrin, aspirin, these types of medications for pain relief have to be in, in the tops there. But, but what are they from your perspective and the research you've done? So any of the pain relievers, and pick one. You know, you could even do the acetaminophens. I mean, those things are just, in my opinion, are evil on the body. Um, I really, you know, we talked about uh, hormone replacement therapy in the very beginning. I, I think that's an area that, that I, it gets overused. We, if you have to use meds, you know, yeah, bioidentical is better, but I really think if you really feel like you have to do the drug aspect of it, use it just to get through that time. We were not designed to be taking hormones the rest of our life. It's, their body's not accustomed to that, and eventually it's going to cause other things. And, you know, we, we know from studies heart disease, increased risk of stroke, blood clots, breast cancer. I mean, who wants any of those things? Or um, I'm, a, I'm a big advocate for people trying to look for alternatives for not having to use antibiotics. And uh, even the World Health Organization is encouraging doctors, pharmacists, and other healthcare providers to really look at their overprescribing of antibiotics. So, um, in with regards to women's health, um, a, an awful lot of women—I think it's like 12% of women—are are, you know prone to having urinary tract infections. And usually, once you get one, you're more likely to have the reoccurrence. And there's—I think I mentioned earlier that there's an ingredient called Cranmax. It's, it comes from cranberry and they did a study, actually they've done numerous studies, with just one 500-milligram capsule. And in some of the studies, they actually compared it head-to-head at preventing urinary tract infections uh, to low-dose antibiotics. Because normally, ladies, you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever had this, your, your doctor's going to prescribe a low-dose antibiotic that you take every day, day after day, to prevent the UTI from coming back. Well, Cranmax was compared the same way. And the cool thing was they showed its effects started immediately on the first dose, they also showed that it was effective in most cases, uh, or as effective in most cases, to the antibiotics. The really strong drugs that are out there, like Cipro, um, you know, didn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily as effective. But the cool part for me about Cranmax over, you know, using a low-dose antibiotic was that they found in the same studies that, that the antibiotics actually, within four weeks, started to cause uh, the E. coli bacteria that causes the infection started to mutate already. That's why antibiotics don't work for a lot of people anymore is because we've created these antibiotic-resistant bacteria by overuse of antibiotics. And so if you do have recurring you know, urinary tract infections, I'm encouraging people to look at using something like Cranmax on a daily basis. I'm also now recommending this for seniors, especially the nursing home, the more invalid-type people. And this, this rings true to my heart because of my family, you know, my grandmother, recurring urinary tract infections that didn't catch it because she, she was asymptomatic, ended up having kidney issues. And so, you know, the, there's ways to, you know, to use things naturally to, to really mitigate the problems. And the, and the last one is not a replacement, but, um, you know, a lot of people are running off and getting those funny little injections to cut down on the wrinkles and lines in their face. And, I, you know, that's an area that's, I think, more for vanity. And there are some natural things that we can do. I want to ask you another question for the physician audience out here who are listening. Okay, so there's all these opportunities for medications and herbs to be used in different creative ways, but where do you get information that you can trust? I mean, you mentioned it yourself. You can go on websites and 
you know, right. because of the lack of regulation, so to speak, from the FDA and others, you, they, you almost some people can almost promise the world. I know for the radio stations I work for where we do news, they'll often call me because there'll be, there'll be some product that has a lot of different things in it, and then they take the claim from every possible oh, thing that product can do. Crazy. And you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, I you, you, you take this, you're going to be virile, you're going to look young, your heart will be great, and you're not going to go bald, and it's all in one. And I go, wait a minute, slow down. You know, yes, each and every one of these things have those properties, but there's nobody no. telling them not to say it. So where do does a physician, when a patient asks about it or they want to know more, where do they go? Well, I mean, people can always go to my website, but it, I'm, my website, herbalpharmacist.com, is not like that super comprehensive, but I do get healthcare providers that email me periodically. I can recommend, you know, for all the healthcare providers, whether whether it is a, you know, a doctor, pharmacist, nurse, uh, you know, pick pick a healthcare practitioner. There's a website I like to use. You actually have to subscribe to it. It's called uh, naturalproductdatabase.com. Natural product data, and it it literally breaks everything down. It tells you the 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 the, the side effects. It tells you the drug interactions. It tells you the you know that that it's that the science shows that it, yes, it will work for this. The science shows that well, maybe it will. Or it says the science is crappy on this, and you really shouldn't even think about using it for that. So, um, and that's probably the uh, probably the most comprehensive because I don't sell anything on that website. I don't sell anything. That's why I often direct people to me uh, because I'm just really here to educate people to get into that healthier lifestyle and achieve the things they're looking for without harming themselves. Well, you say something that I've always recommended to people. If you don't have something being sold related to the advice, it's always a good start because if you do see that linkage, you've, you've got to be concerned because there's obviously a reason why that, that website is there and that information is there. And I'm not talking about you're going to buy blinds or something for your right, car. Right. This is your health. Well, and the other thing, and I, you know, I know we're going to run out of time, but the thing that I like to tell people is if somebody's making outrageous claims, whether it's you know an email or a website or whatever, that's a red flag to me. Of there's something funky going on there. If they're making outrageous health claims about a product, you really it's buyer beware. You're right. We are running out of time. We only have about a minute or so. And I wanted to ask you: Is there something we didn't talk about that you would like to address that you think is important? Well, you know, I I do want to talk about the lines and wrinkles. You, you mentioned fish oil and everything. I, I want to just kind of throw this analogy out there. Our body is sort of like uh, a grape when we're younger, and it becomes more like a raisin when you're older. What's the difference between a grape and a raisin? Well, it dries out. So if you really want to cut down on lines and wrinkles, you want to make sure you're not only uh, drinking a lot of water, you know, rehydrate the body, but also, you know, taking a a good fish oil uh, or omega-3 supplement to help rehydrate your cells. And I just turned 50, and a lot of people say I only look like 30, 35, and I swear it's because I drink a lot of water and I take my omega-3s every day. Well, Dr. David Foreman, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us here on Primary Care Today on ReachMD. And for those that are listening, this is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit ReachMD.com slash Primary Care Today to download the podcast. You can learn more on this series. Thank you for listening. And again, Dr. Foreman, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much.